This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Uh, looks a little light in the chat room tonight. Kim, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Um, okay, so I have to start off the show on a sad note. Um, today, one of my favorite country music singers, Charlie Pride. Passed away earlier this this evening. Uh, he was 86 years old. Complications from COVID-19 or being 86 years old. Either or, he was a true legend in country music. He overcame racism. He never even planned to be a country music singer. He wanted to be a professional baseball player. And, you know, life takes crazy turns and found great success in Nashville. Member of the Grand Ole Opry, member of the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, just a month and a half ago or so, he was awarded the Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, Charlie Pride, God bless you. You will be missed. And when your dear wife catches up to you on the other side. Kiss an angel. Good morning. Lady Di, is this the new booze review podcast? This is not the new booze review podcast. That one will go. Well, it won't be live. It will be pre-recorded and it will be on. Uh, the first episode goes live on January 16th. So be waiting for that. Also, again, just like this show, it runs wholly on, well, I'm not going to say wholly, but mostly on contributions from you, the dear listener. So if you want to help out, you know, go to RelentlessDaring.com, click that donate button at the top of the page, buy some merch. I do have some Whiskey Pod merch available there. So, you know, again, check it out. And the Whiskey Pod is available on all the major platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Do I have any whiskey glasses? Not currently, but I'm sure if I drink enough, I'll have a set. But anyways, time to pay some bills. This show is sponsored by the one, the only Built Bar. Um, coming up, they're going to be having a 12 Days of Christmas thing. Um, I haven't gotten all the details from uh, from Built Bar yet on that, but they're going to be introducing the Candy Cane Built Bars, which I've gotten some free samples of these. If you've ordered in the last month on some of their big things, you may have gotten a couple free bars from them. Absolutely amazing. By far the best protein bar on the market. I said the the candy cane brownie. Oh my god. The by far my favorite. I hope they stay around all year because those are probably going to be the ones I want to order all the time. Um, they also have the new bone broth mix that you can uh, stir into hot water. Makes a delicious filling treat. Uh, they also have the immunity boost packages. I have the. Uh, the mango apricot, very tasty. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code relentless to save 10%. Or if you are streaming the show, uh, check out the show notes. I will have a link there. Click it and it will automatically give you the 10% discount. Oh my God. So the big news of big news SCOTUS has turned down Texas's lawsuit against. Was it Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin? And the the really big shocker in all this is that in the dissent, you had Sam Alito, you had Clarence Thomas both saying that it is our opinion that the Supreme Court 
does not have discretion to turn down any suit filed between states because Supreme Court is the original jurisdiction. So that means in a what is obviously a seven to nine decision, all three justices appointed by Donald Trump did not vote to grant cert. Lady Dye says that SCOTUS sucks. Absolutely. Um, I, but I don't know where this goes from here. Um, obviously, the big thing is a Joe Biden presidency. Lady Dye's she's calling for secession. Maybe if Texas secedes, hey, I've got a Texas birth certificate. I'll be on the first first thing smoking. But um, see, um, national file. Don't know anything about them, but this just popped up when I was you know doing my show prep. Uh, they have an article: How Trump can still win. SCOTUS, state supreme courts, legislatures, and the Twelfth Amendment. SCOTUS on Friday rejected the lawsuit from Texas, co-signed by multiple other states, which sued states Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin for alleged constitutional violations, including illegally altering legislated election laws and treating voters unequally, thereby, thereby allowing numerous voting irregularities to take place as a result. Uh, many conservatives and Trump supporters were understandably furious at the SCOTUS decision, especially due to the fact that none of the Trump-appointed justices joined Alito and Thomas in their dissent on the motion where they argued the court has no authority to turn down lawsuits between states. However, despite the rejection of the lawsuit by SCOTUS, there remained multiple ways uh, whereby President Trump can still win the election. Will they? Probably not. But, again, I'm just you know reporting what someone and commenting on someone else's stuff. I just don't think it's going to go through and that it's just going to, you know, continue to have 2020 go from being a dumpster fire to an absolute crap show. All right. So rule number one or option number one, this is only a technical ruling. Firstly, the lawsuit was rejected by SCOTUS on purely a technical basis in that they argued the states cannot sue each other. Which, um, that just happened not too long ago, so I don't know why they would say that. SCOTUS did not rule on any of the facts of the case. Quote, originally, we thought about this as possibly four or five separate cases, so that's the option we're going to have to go. There's nothing that prevents us from filing these cases immediately in the district courts, and quote, said Rui Giuliani, head of Trump's legal team. Ironically, a dissenting ruling by the late Su Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg in Bush versus Gore has provided ammunition for Giuliani and Jenna Ellis to argue that they still have time to make their case in these various district courts. Quote, but none of these dates has ultimate significance in the life of Congress. Whoa! I would like to apologize. My iPad has lost its mind and is now doing everything when I'm not even touching it. That's so weird. And if y'all are listening on a speaker or whatever, imagine having a set of uh, headphones going right into your ears. And so it freaked me out a lot. Okay, so none of these dates has ultimate significance in light of Congress detailed provisions for determining on the sixth day of Con or sixth day of January the validity of electoral votes. Ginsburg wrote, "Okay, so <laughs> yeah, everyone's now talking about my iPad losing its mind. Yay! Okay, so option number two, a Supreme Court remedy." In fact, there are still lawsuits for SCOTUS to hear and decide on. On Friday, Arizona GOP Chair Kelly Ward announced they have just submitted their cases to the Supreme Court regarding alleged election fraud in their own state. 
Ward argued the case was necessary due to the lack of due process provided to them by the judicial system when investigating the alleged fraud. <laughs> Lady Dice says, I have been compromised. Oh, no. Even if SCOTUS rejects any and all lawsuits from the tra- Trump campaign, the Trump campaign, I'm sorry, but um, there are certain uh, female candidates that are not launching any of these lawsuits, so I'm sorry. Uh, Trump campaign in the Supreme Court and each of these states themselves can still hear and rule on votes. Lawsuits remain ongoing in the key swing states. As one example, the Wisconsin Supreme Court on Friday took up a case from President Trump's legal team, which seeks to have hundreds of thousands of ballots in Dane and Milwaukee counties thrown out. Quote, During the recount in Dane and Milwaukee counties, we know with absolute certainty illegal ballots have unduly influenced the state's election result, said Jim Troopas, counsel to the Trump campaign. Option number three, state legislatures could find fraud and overturn the elections. As these go, this one and the last one, really, yes, this the state legislatures could go, um, well, yeah, about that. Yeah, there was fraud here, so we're not going to, uh, so we're just going to vote for ourselves, which is a 100% constitutional thing for them to do. The problem is, you will have such a backlash from either side because a state that tends to lean Democrat and put Democrats into the state house, if they voted for Trump and they were to decide, oh, fraud, we're just going to vote ourselves. And then next thing you know, their electoral votes are going to Joe Biden. What's the right going to do? I don't think it's going to be as violent as, say, you know, Pennsylvania legislature going, you know, we, we've thought about it and we're just we're going to uh, throw out this election and we're going to put our electors in for Donald Trump. The left, especially in places like Harrisburg. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are going to burn those cities to the freaking ground. And I, I'm not saying that lightly because I mean, right now Portland is having another, their own version of Chaz pop up and they seem to have a little bit more guns to be better organized. For instance, they set their autonomous zone and they brought food with them. Uh, Libertarian Ninja says option number four is war. Actually, option number four, according to this, is uh, Congress does it under Article 12 of the Constitution. Or, uh, yeah, art. What? I said Article 12. Amendment 12. Yeah. Finally, if it comes to the point where Congress cannot decide who won the election, which basically a contested election where you have the ultimate 2020 outcome, 269 electoral college votes to 269 electoral college votes. <laughs> Kim says the lives of burnt cities of Starbucks round peppermint lattes where they couldn't make avocado toast. <gasps> yes. So what we need to do to starve them out is we just stop every avocado truck from Mexico from going up into California, Washington, and Oregon, and then keep them all out of the major cities. But yeah, I said, uh, if it comes to the point where Congress cannot decide who won the election, then the 12th Amendment will be enacted, and Congress can pick the president and vice president. Each state in the House gets one vote, and with majority Republican states currently dominating the House, President Trump would easily win any such vote, regardless of what SCOTUS has said. And again, it'd be one thing if it was a 269 to 269 situation or a 260 to just whatever it was 
neither party was getting 270 electoral votes. That would be one thing, and they've done it before. But to make it look like it was a banana republic type type stuff, even more than it already looks like banana republic type stuff going on now, where you know you have the deposed party suddenly coming in and oh, magically I'm still the leader. It, it doesn't look good. I mean, we we have the situation in Venezuela right now where you have the, quote, legitimate, end quote, President uh, Maduro. But we're recognizing uh, Guaido as the the actual president because (gasps) there was election fraud. That's the only way Maduro got ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the vote. (laughs) <laughs> You're more than welcome in Nebraska. Well, the problem with Nebraska there, uh, Ninja, is you got to get rid of places like Omaha and Lincoln. Get rid of those places, it'll, it'll be fine. Maybe put some hills in the town, t- in the state, too. Those, those will also be quite helpful. But, yeah, it just... When you say, well, Congress can just do this because, well, we think the whole damn thing was screwed up, so we're going to do it for you. Well, yes, constitutionally, they have the authority to do it. Again, it's not going to look good. And if you thought the uh, thought the whole, oh, no, Donald Trump won the election, now we're going to you know riot in the streets and scream at the sky was bad in 2017 on Inauguration Day. Imagine what it would be on the minute Congress announced that. <laughs> Kim says the only good thing about Wisconsin, we have lots of hills up north. And, and even the southern part, you got some hills. God knows I climbed enough of them on uh, Fort McCoy years ago. Woo! That place, up and down. But. It's just crazy to see all the election stuff. And if you even think about having a, you know, rational conversation on social media about it with someone who might not agree with you. Oh, my God. There, there is no such thing as a rational conversation. Um, I was in a conversation with someone today via the Twitters that, you know, it's not that Republicans and Trump supporters have an issue with Trump losing. It's not that we have an issue with all these things being shot down. It's just right now, nothing's being investigated. I mean, if you have, you know, 20 binders full of affidavits of people who witness things, people who are willing to go to jail if it find if they're found out to be lying and they perjured themselves saying that they witnessed these things. Or is it in the case of Pennsylvania, they they had this count of all these ballots who belong to underage voters, felons who have not had their voting rights restored. Because in some states, they can restore uh, felon voting rights. Believe it or not, Missouri is one of them. You just have to apply for it. It's not an automatic thing. But all these things where if they do the investigation, they look into all of these, and all of these things are are decided to be unfounded allegations. They're not lying. They saw things. It looked it looked hinky to them, so they made the affidavit, but turns out there was perfectly logical, legal explanation for it. Okay, that's cool. You've done the investigation. Nothing bad actually happened. We'll accept, as much as it hurts, we'll accept it. Or they do the, they do the investigation. They find these votes that are invalid, should not be counted. They throw them out. 
If Joe Biden still wins, hey, guess what? We've protected the integrity of our election system. You go through the ballots, find out, okay, these things, they saw crap that was weird, but not illegal. We throw out all the votes that shouldn't have been counted. Then Donald Trump wins. The integrity of the election system has been maintained. Right now, there are people, crazy, crazy people on the left who believe that we've lost our minds because, hey, there's questions about these Dominion machines. Let's look into them. <gasps> oh, my God, you're just a sore loser. Wait, wait, no. I mean, if, you know, if Joe Biden said, hey, there's something hinky with these machines, what's going on? Hey, by all means, let Joe Biden's people investigate it. I don't care. If there's nothing wrong with the election, then by all means, look into it. Maybe we're maybe we're all seeing maybe we're all seeing ghosts in the shadows that aren't actually there. And you you investigate it, and if it turns out it's nothing, hey, nothing is lost except the money to investigate it. Yeah, I, I I made the actual I made the uh, yeah I made the comparison to you know because someone was saying oh well it's going to cost all this money for nothing because nothing ever happened these people are just making things up it's like okay uh, teacher calls DFS says little Johnny's been getting abused by his parents and DFS goes meh teacher don't know what they're talking about they're making crap up. I mean, I mean, would would someone want that to just go ignored because eh, they don't know what they're talking about? Uh, see, I don't see who's asking it. Do you think deep state threatened AG Bar? I don't know. I think AG Bar is a mostly impotent AG, as Steve Day said on Friday. You know, Jeff Sessions is going to go down as a better, you know, attorney general than Bill Barr. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then just says he's part of the deep state. I I don't know about that. If he's there's a lot of speculation going on right now. But if you noticed, Donald Trump has not just straight up fired Bill Barr. Although I will give him that he did grant a uh, special prosecutor status or whatever it was to uh, John Durham, you know, who's doing the uh, investigation of the Mueller investigation. So, you know, with that status, he's protected as being, you know, from being fired by Biden. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. But <clears throat> I just don't know. And this this whole election has just been an absolute um cluster fun. Yes, yes, that's 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 the phrase I'll use, cluster fun. But you know, it's it is what it be. It's an, but on good news, I do have a couple um couple stories uh, that's going to have soon-to-be former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard being absolutely destroyed by the left. Yay! I don't want to throw it up to the listeners here. Who's going to... Republicans have to give some red meat to its base so they'll lose power. <coughs> that's the problem, though, with giving red meat to the base. Red meat to the base is the whole the populism thing that in the end never works because, yeah, you know, we're going to keep all these jobs from going to China. We're going to build this wall and then none of it gets done and then people are disheartened. Populism is not a bad thing until it's used for to get into power. You know. George H.W. Bush, read my lips. No new taxes. And then a couple years later, what's he doing? He's raising the taxes. 
Kim says you need conservative independence to run. Yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with conservative conservative independence. Uh, I like the libertarian ideas, but too much too many times the you know big L libertarian party they run purity tests a lot like the uh, you know the socialists and other statists. So I'm just willing to vote for someone who maybe I don't agree with them 100%, but as long as they're freaking honest. All right. So I was getting into a Tulsi Gabbard. Who's going to burn up the left. I'm going to hit up one of these stories. And I'm going to go with this one. So, um, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat Hawaii, and Representative Mark Wayne Mullen, Republican Oklahoma, have introduced a bill to Congress that would, quote, protect women's sports, end quote, based on participants' biological sex, according to reports. The Protect Women's Sports Act seeks to clarify that Title IX protections for female athletes are based on biological sex, Gabbard and Mullen said in a statement. Title IX protects individuals from discrimination based on sex in educational programs or activities that receive federal funding. Quote, Title IX was a historic provision championed by Hawaii's own Congresswoman Patsy Mink in order to provide equal opportunity for women and girls in high school and college sports, Gabbard said in her statement. It led to a generational shift that impacted countless women, creating life-changing opportunities for girls and women that never existed before. However, Title IX is being weakened by some states who are misinterpreting Title IX, creating uncertainty, undue hardship, and lost opportunities for female athletes, Gabbard continued. Our legislation protects Title IX's original intent, which was based on the general biological distinction between men and women athletes based on sex. Mullen said that Title IX was designed to give women and girls an equal chance to succeed, including in sports, adding that allowing biological males to compete in women's sports diminishes that equality and takes away from the original intent of Title IX. As father of three girls involved in athletics, I want them to be able to compete on a level playing field. I am proud to lead this bill that will safeguard the integrity of women's sports and ensure female athletes can compete fairly, he said. Uh, the legislation prohibits schools from receive mm, the legislation would prohibit schools from receiving federal funding if they permit quote a person whose biological sex at birth is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designated for women or girls end quote transgender activists and their allies promptly blamed or promptly slammed the legislation which they described as blatantly transphobic. This is from one of my favorite crazy trans activists on the Twitters, Charlotte Clymer. I'm pretty sure it used to be Chuck Clymer in a previous life, but yeah, I can't confirm that. And that would be dead naming, and dead naming is wrong. Tulsi Gabbard is now introducing a blatantly transphobic piece of legislation aimed at trans and non-binary young people. Quote, civil rights activist, end quote, Charlotte Clymer said in a tweet. Um, like, remember when Tulsi Gabbard tried to convince us she was an LGBTQ ally? We know she was a liar, a fraud, wrote Zeke Stokes, former chief programs officer of the of LGBTQIA2 plus ad infinitum rights group GLAD. Oh, and it, it's so crazy trying to find a story that told the story was incredibly difficult because she has pissed off so many people. Like every article I was finding was 10%. Here is the story. 90% editorializing why she is such an evil biatch for doing such a horrible transphobic thing. <laughs> uh, I brought up the big L Libertarian Party. <laughs> they're still going back. They're still going on. I'm going to back this up here. 
Constitution leaves freedom for people to do whatever they want as long as they don't violate the rights of others. That's what libertarians support. Small L libertarians. That's from uh, the ninja. And he openly admits that the party's crap show. Let's see. She, Kim says she doesn't agree with stuff like legalizing prostitution or drugs like some of the big L libertarians. Yeah. To each their own. I'm going to take a quick break and I will get back here and let's see if I can do this without my iPad losing its cotton picking mind. I'm going to, I think I know what happened. I had it flipped upside down and so it had the part of the screen that's jacked up where all the buttons are. So that's the reason why I started playing all the random music. So I want to try this here. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar. How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, built boost energy drink mixes, and built go energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only four to five net carbs for you keto dieters, six flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and three flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Daring. All right, uh, getting back into it. Yeah, everything's been going crazy tonight. Ugh. Oh, do, 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 do. So, again, I brought up Tulsi Gabbard because she is currently pissing everybody off. Uh, this next section, I, I'm just going based off this uh, article. I'm not going to make too many judgment calls because, frankly, it deals with Section 230. And I really don't have much more than a cursory understanding. Um, next week, I'm going to be doing an interview with Jess Myers. And she is a, a Google person who her whole thing is on Section 230. That's what she's about. She's done TED Talks on Section 230. So I'm going to you know ha- do a standalone interview with her. Um, now I will publish that next week or yeah, publish that next week in lieu of the live show, because this is the last week of doing the live show for 2020 because Christmas and all those things. I just want to say a few things about a little bit later, but so again, the, Tulsi Gabbard pissing off her side. All right. So this is from reclaim the net. Uh, two House representatives have introduced a bill aimed at social media companies called the Breakup Big Tech Act of 2020. The act is the latest of many retaliations on big tech for its bias and censorship. The Breakup Big Tech Act of 2020 suggests taking away the protections afforded by Section 230 if a tech company engages in specified manipulative practices. It was introduced on Wednesday by Representatives Paul Gozar and Tulsi Gabbard. Quote, big tech monopolies continue to censor and manipulate users without consent or liability. The Breakup Big Tech Act revokes liability protections for bad Samaritans and instead empowers users, said Representative Paul Gozer. I am proud to work with Congressman Tulsi Gabbard on the Don't Push My Buttons Act, Stop the Censorship Act, and now the Breakup Big Tech Act to reform Section 230 
and protect online con online consent and free speech instead of censorship and manipulation. In October, the House of Representatives introduced the Don't Push My Buttons Act, which would limit the protection afforded by Section 230 if an online platform manipulated the content it shows to a user based on data collected without the user's consent. The two, the two reps also co-sponsored the Stop the Censorship Act. Quote, big tech monopolies like Google and Facebook have made billions of dollars by creating online platforms that monetize our private information, use manipulative and destructive algorithms, and act as publishers choosing what information they want to censor or publish. They undermine our freedom of speech and treat us and our attention as the product, monetizing it to line their pockets with more money without any regard for damaging consequences, said Representative Tulsi Gabbard. This bill removes the legal immunity that service providers have taken advantage of to act with impunity, <clears throat> pardon me, while maintaining Section 230 protections for those who provide truly neutral social media platforms or search engines without the use of manipulative algorithms. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act was created to protect online platforms from liability for users' content. The law also allows online platforms to moderate the content. However, these online platforms have been accused of moderating content in bad faith. Representative Gabbard said that the law is outdated and, quote, has not kept up with the destructive practices of big tech monopolies who are essentially acting as publishers with the use of manip manipulative algorithms. Wow, I would imagine trying to say that with um, about three glasses of this Booker's in me. According to the press release on Representative Tulsi Gabbard's website, the Breakup Big Tech Act of 2020 would remove the legal protections of Section 230 if a tech company engages in the following activities. <laughs> Selling and displaying personalized as well as contextual advertising without the user's consent. Collecting data for commercial purposes other than the direct sale of interactive computer service, i.e. turning the user into a commodity or otherwise monetizing the transmission of content. Acting as a marketplace in the digital space by facilitating the placement of items into the stream of commerce. Employing digital products and designs intended to engage and addict users to the service. Acting as a publisher by using algorithms to moderate or censor content without opt-in from users. Now, that lady dices maker's mark. I do like Maker's Mark. That's the reason why there's an empty Maker's Mark bottle over my shoulder on the wall. It's just, you know, Booker's is one of those things. It's a rarity. And so I found it at a decent price and, you know, couldn't help myself. You can't go wrong with a bottle of unfiltered straight from the barrel whiskey that is 126.4 proof but crown royal salted caramel whiskey i'm sorry i like my whiskey to be whiskey flavored <laughs> but, you know, and one of the things that I've been kind of going around with was some of the, again, liberta more libertarian-oriented people on, on the social media who, you know, they make the argument, well, you know, it's private, private business. They can run things the way they want. And, you know, moderation is not censorship. No, 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 no. Moderation is... Hey, all right, here's the ground rules that you agreed to. You broke the rules that you agreed to, so we're going to have you eliminate this post. You said something really, really racist and threatening to another person, so we're going to suspend your account for X amount of time. That's moderating. Making sure that people follow the rules. When the New York Post released their story about the Hunter Biden laptop and Twitter locked them out of their account, that was not moderating. That was 
straight up censorship. Oh, we don't like your story, so we're going to lock you out. You know, when YouTube decides that, you know, what you're saying in this uh, YouTube video is is not the whole is we just don't like the content. Technically, you're not breaking any rules, but we don't like what you're saying. So we're going to throttle it. That's not moderation. That even if it is completely a complete algorithm. Oh, well, it's the algorithm. There's no actual people. Well, who wrote the damn algorithms? Algorithms didn't write themselves. You know, this is the old saying about early computers. Crap in, crap out. You put crap into the algorithms. It's only going to leave the crap that you want to leave. Period. End of story. And like I said, um, I will discuss uh, Section 230 more with uh, Jess Myers next week when I have her on. She's still in law school. And apparently she had, had these things this week called finals. I don't know. Apparently, really complicated, hard testing, and there's too much to you know do that, and then come home do an interview. So, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, and again, you know, next week I'll have her on and you know publish that episode. But <laughs> yeah, fun times. And my final story of the night. ATF agents raid gun maker for selling build-it-yourself firearms. <laughs> uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives on Thursday raided a popular gun component manufacturer under suspicion that the organization was selling firearms without mandating background checks. Oh! Polymer 80, one of the nation's leading sellers of unserialized gun components and do-it-yourself firearm kits, was suspected of illegally distributing and manufacturing guns and failing to conduct background checks, or according to the Wall Street Journal. The ATF raided the Nevada business despite 80% receivers, which the corporation primarily sells, being legal and not considered firearms, according to the government body's website. Oh. Interesting. The investigation focused primarily on the company's buy, build, shoot kit, which includes an 80% finished handgun frame and the components necessary to assemble that frame into a complete Polymer 80 handgun, according to the Wall Street Journal, which cited an ATF warrant. The agency determined that the set sold together meets the definition of a firearm and thereby would require a background check for purchasing, the Wall Street Journal reported. Oh. That's easy. You buy them in two separate kits at two separate times. Oh, what crap. I said the quiet thing out loud. Damn it. No, you look like an idiot. The ATF sees records in the raid, and none of the corporation's employees were arrested, according to Wall Street Journal. The agency provided approved Palmer 80s frames for sale but the kits themselves were not submitted to for ATF approval, Wall Street Journal reported. Uh, weapons built from the unfinished trains are commonly referred to as ghost guns by anti-gun activists. Everyone for gun safety, which is largely financed by prominent Democrat Michael Bloomberg, called the DIY firearms a fancy-growing gun safety problem in a May report. Weapons built from mm, that's it. Uh, pro Second Amendment groups like Firearms Policy Coalition insist that making firearms at home is an American tradition that predates the United States, which it's true. If you know you had the ability to, you know, create a firearm at home, not everyone did. Not everyone had that talent. <laughs> I guess the ATF doesn't know what the Second Amendment says. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, we've got um we've got a problem of you know the Supreme the Supreme Court making decisions, you know, concerning other protected rights. 
I don't have is on. You don't have, you know, permanent and complete freedom of speech. There's certain things you can't say, man. Yeah, that's where we get the whole, uh, you can't, you can't shout wolf in a crowded theater. Citing Nancy Pelosi on that one. But, you know, at the same time, and, and there's certain things that I'm w- willing to give. If a person, like right now, there's a uh, Second Amendment case that could restore firearms to nonviolent felons. Uh, there's currently a case going up where a woman was convicted of felony tax evasion. White collar crime. And as a convicted felon for tax evasion, <laughs> Kim says that she would yell coyote in a crowded movie theater since Wolf is not allowed. I agree. Because she was convicted of felony tax evasion, not violent crime, she would, you know, she should be able to own a firearm for self defense. And this is a case that uh, Amy Coney Barrett actually ruled on in the past. Uh, In that case, when it went through the Third Circuit, you know, it lost. They said, no, you're a felon. Oh, you're a felon. Therefore, you don't don't qualify. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, in her dissent, said that Yep, the Constitution never implied that, you know, a a threat to safety is not a reason to ban a firearm or firearm possession. So it'd be really interesting as that one, you know, makes its way up to the Supreme Court since it uh, failed in the Third Circuit just to see what happens with it. I, I would love for that to go to go back from uh, the notorious ACB and oh yay nonviolent offenders guess what you can now have your guns back. <laughs> Lady Dice says she's done with Scotus, she's done with it all. I mean, I'll wait and see what this whole uh, secession movement brings. I don't think it will. <laughs> Kim, I'm with Steve Dace. Burn it all down. Yeah, I'm I'm slowly working my way there, but I'm hopefully using my voice and using this platform as as a voice of reason. Although a lot of times I'm I'm on the screw it, burn all down, you know, bandwagon myself. It's just one of those things that's like I can't. I think I still have too much of a vision for America just to say, screw it all and burn it to the ground. I still believe in the ideas we were founded on. And maybe I'm just a poor, hopeless romantic when it comes to that. I don't know. But anyways, I think that's going to do it for this week and do it for 2020. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an awesome year, despite the absolute dumpster fire that it has been. Um, I look forward to coming back next year, you know, hopefully able to, you know, work in some more interviews. Uh, this year I got to do interviews with, you know, Andrew Heaton, uh, Josh Jennings. They were great. Uh, Keith Malinak from the blaze did an interview. Then my computer went completely psycho and deleted the interview before I could publish it. I'm sorry, Keith. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I've, I've got the other project coming up. It, if you're still, if you haven't tuned out yet, the, the other project is not going to be a weekly thing. It might be, you know, bi-weekly at best. Or as I have a chance to work on content, 
Um, but it's just something fun to do. It, it's a palate cleanser. So, you know, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much for giving me the opportunity for those of you who are listening live for spending your Saturday nights, you know, waiting up for me, especially if you're on the East coast and you're starting at 11 o'clock at night. And I'm sure you'd rather be doing much more important things like, you know, sleeping. I know how that goes. Um, again, it's just such a great opportunity. Um, everyone who has supported me in, you know, again, with everything, you know, my wife who, on nights where I just want to go to bed and I haven't done any show prep. And she's like, go do your show. You'll, you'll feel better if you do it. She's like the absolute, you know, she's a godsend. She, you know, puts up with me doing this on Saturday nights. Um, it's been so awesome. Um, having everyone who's listening, you know, streaming it later, whether it's from, your preferred podcast platform of choice, whether it's from relentlessdaring.com slash podcast. Again, it means so much. Cannot wait to come back after New Year's. Ugh, refreshed with a with a fresh bottle of whiskey ready to go. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Um, again, Merry Christmas. Enjoy time with your families. Have a happy new year. I will see you next. I will see you here in a few weeks. I will not sure when the uh when we kick off the uh the new season of live shows. I will be watching Twitter for it. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on podbean.com.